0: You're listening to Adam Air, MD, GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy. Uh, welcome to Adam Air, MD, GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy. And guest star in the Hall, M D G E D game, Josh all Olive the Cat, St. Becky, Minnie Pearl, Superstar Reverend Todd Brown, the Twin Goats, Stevie Nicks and Phoebe Cates, Jeffy the Duck, and the Partitioner. I'm the doctor, stick around, never eat the shit that's brown, if you do I'll see you soon, get and bake the half past noon what's up dudes well welcome back to the Lanny series shit's been fucking pretty cool got a bunch of cool ass responses uh I wasn't expecting and I want to thank everybody that really ended up liking this man uh kind of surprising I appreciate the support out there man all the love from all over the world Australia India, our friends in the UK. Want to thank everybody. Uh, and we are now heard officially in 69 countries. I shit you not. Hell yeah, dude. Well, tonight uh, is a special night because I'm going to talk about one of my best friends in the whole world. It's a cat named Olive. But she's not just a fucking cat, and you're going to hear it tonight. Got a couple kitty cat stories coming up. I hope you really have a fucking good time with this too, man. (laughs) You know, and I got to be like, hey, man, who the fuck are we to say that everybody that works for God is uh, human? What the fuck do you know, dude? And this is for the God-fearing, this isn't for you communist, non-God-loving, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> no. This is a spiritual show, though, and it is about working for God, so on a serious note, if you don't like that, go listen to fucking Joe Rogan or Alex Jones or Rush Limbaugh, whatever the Fuck you, gotta go listen to fucking asshole. Oh, you miss no <laughs> Howard. Hey, Howard, fa Your penis is in my face. That's my best Howard Stern impression. Anyway, uh, I think uh, you know we're gonna do the show about Olive. She's more than a fucking cat. She's a protector from the dimension of heaven. This summer. If you're going to go into catty cat protection. <laughs> the cat protector, man. Olive is definitely one of the coolest motherfuckers I've ever met, dude. Mm. Brought to you by a of bubblegum. Here on the 33rd Parallel. You're listening to Adam Air, Underground cartoon fucking therapy. The only doctor in the world who's done a over-the-phone exercise um <laughs> some <exercise and laughs> I gotta tell Mike Diane about that. We better do the Sexorcist. Ah Anyway, you're really gonna hear it. It's a serious fucking show, I'm serious. Even though this fucking has been a blast. <laughs> We'll be right back,
1: dude. Oh. Stephen King, your favorite novelist and master of modern horror, has written his first motion picture screenplay. It combines all the elements of his creative imagination lovable pets, classic cars. Quiet evenings, favorite films, kill the son of it. Good idea. Adorable kids. Help me, it's after me. It? And of course, a monster or two. Experience a series of electrifying adventures, a scene through Stephen King's Cat's
2: Eyes. <laughs>
0: We now return. Hello, this is Fatty Supermarket. We deliver 24 hours. Oh, what's your order today, ma'am? <laughs> I got those fucking Pringle socks at the fucking dollar and a quarter tree, dude.
2: Oh, sweet.
0: Uh, they pretty much are, uh, like the most comfortable fucking socks I've ever had in my whole fucking life, dude. Can you believe that shit?
2: Yeah, I'm, Hello. I was gonna say I will. I keep sorry. I keep muting it whenever the dogs are like spasming. No, you can
0: just leave. I like hearing them growl. It's okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, No. uh, I gotta say we're living in a golden age of socks. Like they've figured out new materials with cotton-poly blends and new ways to to loom and weave socks. I've had socks. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Like I said, I've had socks recently that I was like. These are the softest fucking things
0: I've ever put on my feet, and like yeah. I never wanted to take them off. It's uh, crazy. I know. I and I just I can't believe I got them for like I thought they were just right at a buck and a quarter, and uh, they are just so comfy. That's like, badass. I mean, this this was what I felt like chicks feel like with their comfy clothes. <laughs> They get to wear the comfy clothes, guys get to wear yep. the harder, more utilitarian clothing. But you know, I'm not I'm not gonna wear what they're wearing, but if this was the closest I could get, it probably <laughs> is these Pringles socks. I got
2: That's
0: it. That's cool. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say they Woo uh, <laughs> Less- <coughs> Woo
2: Less- <laughs> oh, yeah. <that's> a, <laughs> less, <come on. laughs> oh!
0: Five alive.
2: I know, that's pretty impressive.
0: Oh, I, it's a total headgasm.
2: Oh, man, I had a. I had essentially a similar. I mean, I was getting on the highway once and, like, sneezed like 16 times in a row. And I was like, I was like merging onto the highway and it was a pretty decent, you know, nasty part to merge as it were. And yeah, dude, I had fucking snot <laughs> pouring down my face and my eyes were like, <sighs> oh. and, and I was like, I can't see. And I'm I'm fucking completely high yeah. from, from all the sneezing. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh it was amusing after the fact. But while I was doing it I was like I can't panic because I'm like so flooded with endorphins right now so I'm like yeah. <laughs> Yeehaw. I'm, gonna die. I'm gonna die. Yay. Yay. I know that
0: feeling. Where you're just like you know you're gonna go or there's a good chance. Yes. I've had to strain to take a shit that hard sometimes. Oh, that's not good. Yeah.
2: Okay. Drink, drink water, everybody. Drink yeah. your water. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Don't totally drink water.
0: don't let your butthole get mouth. That's not oh good. My God.
2: That's never good. No, I, I mean, it's like having to to palpate your turd out of you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> pa- <laughs>
0: sounds like Pope palpate. What was it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who's Pope palpate?
0: I don't know, we're just coming it's, up with names it here. Mean, yes, lot, it does sound like a pope, though.
2: Uh.
0: Some shitty pope. So what you know about fucking cat? I'm trying to put that fucking cat thing together. What you know about fucking cats? Cosmic cats, you got any haunted cat fucking stories, dude? Are you talking
2: about, like, just feline cats?
0: Yeah, like, you got any cat stories?
2: I mean, just cool, fun ones. I mean, I, I know, like I said, in general, cats are dialed into another wavelength that we're not. You know, they definitely have some ESP of sorts. That's for sure.
0: Have you ever had any encounter like that?
2: Uh, I mean, just the uh, just the casual ones. One, you know, where they're like staring at something that's not there type of things, but I mean all my cat stories are for the most part are relatively good. Yeah, are they? You like white cats? I've never owned a white cat. No to answer your question, no, not really. <laughs> like every white cat I've ever come up against has either either been kinda of like retarded or just shitty. Like
0: uh like almost evil?
2: Yes. Absolutely. Pure evil. Pure evil or, or damn near retarded, yes.
0: My grandma had a cat. My mom's mom, she had a cat named Peppy. And it was this white cat fucking that was all fucked up. And it just scratched the shit out of me when I was a kid, you know. And every time I tried to go pet it, and I'd always want to be nice to it, and it'd just look at me all,
1: <laughs> you
0: know, it had it just yeah. standoff little fuck, you know, yeah. and uh, finally just like fuck you, Peppy, and uh, so you know I had been out there since I was a kid, like it'd been like thirty three years, and I went back to that house and it was just my uncle that was left, and I fucking the house was trash, man. I mean, all the shit was gone, you know. And I went into the fucking house, and there was the fucking zombie Peppy.
2: Like it was still around.
0: Yep, and it looked like it had died and it fucked up.
2: Pet, pet cemetery.
0: Yep, and it and uh and I thought my uncle was like, "You remember Peppy?" I was like, "There's no way this cat's fucking fifty years old, dude." No fucking way.
2: I've heard cats living well into their 20s. 50? Not 50.
0: Never. That's some, like, fucking Gilgamesh's fucking Alpo fucking store fucking bullshit, you know? (laughs) Whatever that means, but I think you
2: get the fucking Uh, drift. Yeah, that's, like, definitely some M- M- Methuselah cat
0: isn't that fucking weird though man
2: that's fucking creepy I had
0: a couple creepy cat uh, episodes man uh, I had one do uh, you care if I tell you
2: no I was gonna say are these spoilers though but no yeah no absolutely
0: uh, cause it was I was hanging out with my baby's mama before she was even like with me And we were just all, like, A-dealers, you know? And fucking, uh, we were hanging out, and her and her boyfriend at that time, they were just these douchebags that were, uh, arguing a lot, you know? So I was like, just drop me off on the corner. I thought it was January 1st. And everything's like closed. It's all snowing and the weird sun coming through the snow kind of thing on New Year's. Like you got an acid hangover with some liquor you probably drank too much of. And I remember just standing there in front of this gay bar named Charlie's. And I would spare change there and then I'd go get whatever like. Back then, you'd just go to the porno arcade and you had to get porno tokens to get into the arcade or whatever. And then you'd get some fucking mad dog or whatever and call it a fucking day, you know. Maybe a slice of pizza. (laughs) That was your nutrition for the day. Um, But uh, I was sitting there spare changing and no one was there, you know. It was New Year's Day. And I was just standing there like I've lost on the corner of the bar, like by the alley. And I heard this, uh... And I was like, what the fuck? And it was like getting louder. And I looked behind me and it was like this big old fat gay guy in a wheelchair. And he was like, And this is what he said, I know you black wizards hate fags and everything, but I really need your help. I was like, what'd you just say to me? And he goes, and he said it again, I was like, I'm not a fucking black wizard and I don't talk like that. And he goes, well, you got a pentagram on your hoodie. And I was like, oh, that's an old suicidal tendencies patch. And he looked at me and goes, what's that? And I was like, I'm not going to try to explain it to your Cherry Creek ass. What the fuck's going on, dude? And uh, he goes, I need your help. I need your help because I know you can help me. And basically, I need you to help me reverse this spell. I was like, spell? Because, yeah, me and my lover, we made a vow to each other. And we were married. And then he died. And when he died, I... Stayed alone for about six months, and then I broke my promise and I started trying to date again. And then I noticed every time one of these new people I would try to meet come over, a cat would always run them off or harass them outside or show up. So I went to a Wiccan, and that guy gave me the wrong information, and now they're everywhere. They can show up. He can show up in multiple cats, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I thought it was. I felt it too. I could feel the the pluck of uh, on the hair, you know, like. Uh. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, and right when he said that, right, he's like, "Now nah, you gotta help me. You gotta help me," and all of a sudden, you hear this. And I looked behind him, and it was a white cat walking sideways.
2: Oh, I hate that when they do that.
0: You know, And it had that green eyes looking at me all wide and shit. And he goes, see? See, look, I told you. And I was like, good luck, buddy.
2: Happy New Year. <laughs>
0: Fucking ran off, you know. I was like, that guy's fucked, right?
2: Yeah, that's pretty. It's like, you got some. Bad juju following you around, for sure. Well, that
0: wasn't the end of it, unfortunately, right? Uh, I would like to have been. uh, But such was not the fucking case, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And what happened was, uh, I guess this one night, because I was living in a haunted house, and you guys can go back and listen to that fucking Gods of Puss episode. Uh you
2: guys, you guys mean us? We're not recording.
0: Oh yeah. And then uh sorry, it's force of habits, right?
2: <laughs> no, that's so, so was like who else is here?
0: Uh but uh I uh talk about this episode on this on a on a show called Gods of Puss. Gotcha. Where I lived in the haunted house and the mortician encountered my doppelganger needless to say long story short i for real was sitting on someone's lawn at probably one thirty in the morning at night just sitting in, on the bank hill of someone's lawn in denver uh, on the side of their house just getting drunk and uh the mortician came up to me and was like weird night huh And I didn't know what he had just seen. I had no idea. And I was like, I guess. I was like, I'm just getting drunk. And right when I said that, these little tiny leprechaun, invisible leprechaun fucking footprints started walking in the grass in front of us. And we both saw it. And I was like, we should probably leave. He goes, yep, yep. So we fucking just got, we started walking, right? And it was super quiet and we were like two blocks away from the haunted house. And then, uh, it was like all super quiet. And then I looked behind me and, uh, right then with the mortician. And I think there was probably like two to three thousand cats. All on every porch over on top of the roofs and the in the yards all the way up the fucking three blocks to Colfax from where we were. Uh, it was uh, it was strange, you know. To say the uh, least. Yeah. And uh, and I said Slim the Mortician, Slim, Slim, Slim Evil Eye. I said, Slim, don't look at it. Don't look at it. And we turned around, and we started walking, and we probably walked about three steps, and we both had to look at it. And we turned...
2: The, all the small dogs been out. Sorry. Sorry. All, and go
0: ahead. Uh. <laughs> uh, the cat, there was nothing there, dude. Huh. You ruined the fucking ending because you're a dick, but you know.
2: No, I'm not being a dick. I had, yeah. I had, I had, a responsibility. It's okay. For what was going on?
0: You could have waited a second. <sighs> anyway, you ruined the crescendo. You fuck. <laughs>
2: Sorry.
0: We'll be right back, dude.
1: Gentlemen, go, go for a wild, wild ride with the Watusi cats. But beware, the sweetest kittens have the sharpest claws. For your own safety, see faster pussy cats. Kill, kill. Wild women, wild wheels, race the fastest pussy cats, and they'll beat you to death. Superwoman, belted, buckled, and booted. Stuff on this kid than hanging us up for nothing for nothing it's got nothing to do with the money she is the money jack and jill they make the mafia look like brownies <laughs> hey he's a man. He? that must have fallen away to his ears yeah 10 percent of your action be
2: enough for anyone
1: too much for one man to handle and again you never can tell you girls a bunch of nudists or you just uh short of clothes right now you're first on my list and I always had to talk.
2: You've only got one channel. And your channel's busy tuning in outside. You really should be AM and FM. So who do I get to take care of? The muscle man? You got two of everything. And some left over. You did want. You wanted big. Right or thigh, darling.
1: Why don't you take one of each, son? They uh, both look tender. He's got a big motor
2: to feed.
1: But give you a My motor never runs down, baby. You were too rough the last time. All right, here's how it works. Everybody's got to go. You name it, we've got it. Faster pussycat kills kill, delivers tons more than the opposition. Unladylike karate chops, ungentlemanly haymakers, spirited gymnastics, corrective table etiquette, sandbox jousting, or a muscle-bound cat wrestling with a roaring sports car that's intent upon squashing him like a grape. Bizarre kidney and chassis rattling chases. And for the first time on the screen, a hay making, belly busting, karate chopping, judo flipping fight to end them all. Superwoman against man. The prize, life itself. Slashing, tackling, gouging, hacking, flipping, belting, smashing and blasting. Muscle to muscle, bone to bone. For an incredible evening's entertainment, a film so totally satisfying, see Russ Meyer faster, cat. Kill, kill.
0: He now return. What's up, guys? Welcome to the exorcism part of the show. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the story, man, but uh, you do have to listen to my instructions. <laughs> oh, and here's the thing I learned too, man, is uh, we're the ones that get nine lives, humans. You Uh, Oh, how'd I do that? Oh, People keep fucking ringing me in, man. Nine lives. If you want to get your whole number, just add up your birthday to its whole number, and that's what life you're on. You only get to come back nine times. There you go. All right. And you know you'll be ready. Get stoned, and you'll know it. You'll know to continue the story, and I'll tell you how. Here.
2: When you hear the chimes ring like this.
0: So, you know, moving out to South Carolina was kind of a big thing for me, man. That's a big deal, you know. (laughs) I ended up uh, moving from Colorado where I was trying to turn the show into some video.
1: We have been assigned to... And that just wasn't really working out too well. Uh,
0: unfortunately, uh, I don't think it was the problem I was having with Mudwolf, but rather his roommate, who he just now got rid of. Psychotic, necroptic, fucking weirdo, evil bitch. I don't know, man. There's some dark ass motherfuckers in the world. Very dark spirits floating around there, you know. Here on the thirty-third parallel, my whole fucking vision has enhanced by two hundred thousand fold <laughs> compared to where it was. Now I can just see so much. So I, uh, you know, me and my brother's relationship—we, uh,
3: our,
1: our
0: relationship got better. It does seem rather uh, during some dark-ass times, um, which we're going to get to, but I, it's not necessary uh, to talk about some stuff right now. I really want to focus on the show uh, topic, which is like, you know, me on this land specifically, but the one thing I did have since I've been here was my brother's love and He's had my back, and we've been doing well, dude. It had been a long time since we had, but... Now, you know, we're like fucking boondock saints, basically, with that same kind of fucking mentality. Just big old punk rock dude, <laughs> from the 80s. Oh, my God. So, anyway, the more I've been here, I thought it was like the third month in, and I had already had probably like four or five different supernatural experiences. I'll be able to elaborate later on. But I wanted to, you know, let you know about Olive, because Olive was a cat that was here at this land when I got here. But for, I don't know, nine years, I guess she just sat in a room until she got uh, left out here by somebody who... Just never paid attention to her. And then when she got out here, the cat just stayed here. The guy, whoever it was, ended up leaving here and then called the owner of the land back and was like, uh, is my cat out there? And the owner's like, "Oh yeah, he's been here for like six, she's been here for six months. Oh, I'll come back and get her. No, you won't, dude. do
1: <laughs> myself.
0: She just became a fixture speaking here speaking on the Enchanted of Thick. Wau, the pet of the to the and there of the is much escape. to behold in the Enchanted, Enchanted Thick.
1: Anyway,
0: I, anyway, I to it. after hanging out with Olive for a while, I realized she had some kind of thing and I had... Seen a couple supernatural things with her right off the bat. I did see her fly. And I saw her fly like, you know, just up these two sets of like garage roofs that are next to my apartment here on the farm. (laughs) And then I saw her uh, one night like before the summer equinox. And uh, she was sitting on the roof, and then she uh, walked off and left an imprint of herself just sitting there, dude, while she was moving around. And there was her copy was just sitting there where she was. I had never seen that before. I thought that was just what the fuck. I didn't even know what the fuck to think, you know. So I uh you know, I kept I kept note of it. And uh my visions and stuff started increasing. You guys can go back and listen to uh like and throw up episode I just did. Uh fairies wear boots, that's connected to this. This is part of the Wichilani series. And you know, me and the cat teamed up for a Wichilani super burrito special is basically what the fuck happened because when I was working with Grandma Gutterpunk, my mom, I called her up, and we were talking to Cynthia Sargent out there, the cat holder out there in Texas, saving cats' lives for years now. And she was connected to Karen, who's on the Lycanthrope episode, and her son, who's also on the Lycanthrope episode. And you guys can go back and listen to It's pretty much vital to listen to that, really, before this one, you know? But basically, long story short, dude, fucking, uh. When I. Before I met Cody, I. I asked, uh. Cynthia, I was like, who's the person there inviting the dark spirits on? what are you talking about? I was like, someone inadvertently is inviting some bad shit. One thing led to another, I learned about Cody after a few talks with him that were really civil, and I really liked him. And I thought he was a very powerful dude, and honestly, I thought, you know, if he actually gave a fuck, he'd be a rival. Especially with the shitball attitude he's got right now. And I was just like, nah, man, you know, this guy's kinda full of shit. Uh, now, but at that point I didn't. I thought he was like this powerful kid, like Danny from The Shining. And I thought that's what he had, but it was like something different, dude. But there was something attached to him, dude. And I found out one thing after another and uh, where he had been coming from, where he had been living across the street from a child predator when he was a little kid that died. You move away that fucking you thing know? ended up attaching to the little kid. Exactly what I like. It's like a lingerer. Captain, I have... I and, uh, combat. we, uh, this
2: isn't a combat report, sir. It's didn't
0: combat. let it happen. We kept it together, and, uh, Jim, what's going on? I you told him, we, you know, face we're face gonna, face gonna face get rid of it. We're face gonna face get rid of it. And, uh, once I, you know, once we had face gained face the trust with each other, we went ahead and did the night we did the night, and we did. We went ahead and just did the, uh, for lack of a better term, an exorcism. And I, when I say an exorcism, and I say we, I mean a real exorcism over the phone. And uh, it was like with uh, all of the cat. That's
1: it. Panic. How about the source? I believe there is only one logical possibility, Captain. Just a minute, Bones. What, Mr. Spock? We are being subjected to a mass telepathic projection of considerable raw power. Projection emphasizing panic
0: and fear. Panic and fear is what I was dealing with, Mr. Spock. And uh, I remember uh, I could see the spirit on this guy, so Olive went up to the roof, and she was poised up there, and I knew she just was swallowing dark spirits that were trying to bomb me around here, you know? And it was just God's protection on me was through the cat, and it's not the first time. You'll hear other a few other little cat stories on here that I spread out. But,
1: uh,
0: on that end, you know, but we did the kid the favor, and I told him, uh, alright and I started shouting it out loud I was like get the fuck off him motherfucker Jesus commands it and I saw him he showed up on a cabinet sitting in the corner of my room frozen in stasis and the kid go. and right when he right when he did show up too the kid was all like he's there he's there and I was like yeah I know it I can tell Captain, such and, uh, <laughs> that was, uh, I said, you're out of here. Wow. And he goes, he you're, you're, you, what'd you to what are you going to do? And I, I just sent the motherfucker the the straight to the roof to and Olive fucking ate
1: him.
0: And he, and she's kind of like that fucking hour, cat on the, uh, how about telling us how to shorten it? Miss Marvel movie, maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't.
1: (laughs) You see, we don't know how to recapture a terrified Waul either. The only thing I can suggest is to get within let's see, three hundred of your meters of him and shoot him full of Pac M or L Q tranquilizer
0: olive isn't a cat that is a cat and you know if you know about a familiar she's not a familiar either dude she is just a completely separate entity man just a soul swallowing she'll swallow an evil fucking entity or a malignant entity spiritual apparition and send it to the fucking world it belongs That's the reality of it. I told my brother about it, too, but, uh, he was kind of having a hard time dealing with that until, like, around June 17th or whatever. Uh, and, you know, right before the party, I told my brother, just chill out and come hang out, and the fairies were out in the backyard. And he came over and we saw it. We sat there and watched and they showed up, dude. And uh, it was healing, you know? But while we were uh, sitting there with the fire going, Olive came running by. But she was the size of a pack wolf. When really she's just the size of my forearm. Literally. Literally. She's just a tiny little thing. Black and gray Lulu cat with the tabby, Lulu's, and uh, just a pretty little thing. But uh, looks aren't what they seem, dude. And I'll have uh, ended up helping out Cody, so She didn't ask for anything. I didn't ask for anything. That kid doesn't owe us. But he definitely owes himself. And uh, we gave freely, though. That's how you're supposed to do that kind of shit, dude. You're not supposed to fucking... Need to fucking have something in return. Yeah, that's, that's fucking bullshit. And we know it. And, uh... When you give something, give freely, yeah? Don't do it because you're expecting something back unless it's some business crap and that's how it's supposed to be, but on a human level, no, dude. That's why I don't like TikToks and shit like that with people going out there to fucking help out people just so they can give themselves exposure like, hey, here's $100, Oh, it's like I'm the go-to guy, right? Oh, what? Until you're not the go-to guy, though, right? You know, everybody's got a downfall. If that's how you're basing people's off judgment is off their TikTok fucking shit. But I don't think kids are generally that stupid. I think they pretty much know that, you know. It was it's definitely like it's uh so attention I thirsty. <laughs> I guess that's how they would say it these days, these young peoples. but you would say, you know, Allurement. shit's fucking dead ass beat.
1: When I saw you and Mr.
0: Bet that shit's fucking there, there. bullshit, motherfucker.
1: Right why? Naturally, Lieutenant Mares is not affected. She has ancestry herself. Oh, wow. Able
0: to empathize with primitive Maybe that's what Olive really is, from where she's at in her extra-dimensional Until little you're of being, you know, from where she's at. Just got stranded here along the way somehow. She ended up on a ley line like me and all the other special people that reside here, whether they're chickens... Or ducks. (laughs) Or dragonflies, a specific one
1: named the Partitioner.
0: The twin goats. The way the trees are set up around here, too, man. I'll never forget pulling that fucking being off that motherfucker. I'll never forget it. And I'll never forget uh pulling that pedophile like off that fucking dude and that look on his face and how greasy and evil he was. But the cat did send it. Straight to hell. Olive. Olive's a hero. She's not the hero we needed. But she's the hero we deserved. If Olive ever has cats. Oh my god, there's only one thing to say. We'll be right back.
1: Across the centuries comes this exciting story of a modern girl cursed by an ancient legend. The legend of the cat people. Women whose kiss means death whose love turns them into vicious, gnarling beasts of prey. Twice I've been followed by something that was not human, something that attempted to take my life. I believe that was the cat form of Irena. Why should she wish to harm you? Because I'm in love with her husband. Shut up. Just a minute ago, it was over. Clock. Leave us, Lorraine. Simone Simon, Kent Smith, Tom Conway,
2: and Jan Randolph. Cat People. I used to think that I could only be a disappointment to the people in my life. But that was before I discovered owning cats with owning cats you get to live with a literal fluff ball who doesn't contribute whatsoever but still somehow thinks that you live in their house and with owning cats you get to care for a creature that sleeps to up to 20 hours a day but still manages to run laps around your house at 3 a.m. and on top of that owning cats brings you the one thing we're all looking for Unconditional resentment. Try owning cats today, because if no human will tolerate you, adopt something that's gonna have to.
0: We now return. All right, we're gonna get to the history of the kitty cat here. All right, wait we're
3: done recording.
0: What you playing right there? <laughs> What do you think about Olive there, Walker?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's just always been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not, uh, not always. She was. So uh, Olive came to us in. January of 2020. That's when it was. Because um, we had. No. Was it 21? I'm to we had two kittens. Mr. Miyagi and what was the. No, we had
2: all of them like three years.
3: Yeah, so the kittens were after. We went on vacation and one of our kittens, Mr. Me- that's when Mr. Miyagi disappeared. So that would have been after. So yeah, like 2021, my stepdaughter's had a cousin. Hey, okay, speak of the devil. Oh. Um,
0: it's Olive. Oh. cameo appearance in the room yeah. podcast finally <laughs> um,
3: so we were asked to cat sit for six months um, by one of the girls cousins and Olive was about six months old in that time um, and we were given very specific instructions not to let the cat out of the house because the cat had only ever lived in one room it's six months like it never been outside So the first weekend that she was here, every time we'd open the back door, she'd go and stare outside, like, "Wow, what a big world out there!" Yeah. And she'd go out on the porch for a couple minutes at a time and come back in. And then all of a sudden, later that afternoon, we couldn't find the cat. Nowhere to be found. So two, I want to say, two days went by, still no cat, and. I was outside in the driveway and I heard this weird, stop stop making noise, um, I heard this weird like kind of meow gurgling noise coming from somewhere and long story short it was Olive. I found her she had gotten in a fight with something that looked like it bit the front half of her face off and it was pretty, pretty gruesome looking. It wasn't, she was like, kind of, her mouth was mangled a little bit. like Something like bit her from latch down on her from the side. Um, like kind of perpendicular to her with a bit down on her mouth. And she was covered in slobber, I'm guessing, of whatever. It was like all down the front of her. Her front legs, her chest were just completely like matted down in whatever slobber she got tangled up with. And she's just gurgling, like couldn't open her mouth. I... So, I put her in the carrier and took her out to my dear friend, Brian King, at Mount Pleasant. And I told Brian flat out, look man, this is a loner cat, and if you got to wire its mouth shut and can't eat or anything, just put her down. I don't, you know, I'll, I'll tell the owner <laughs> that she disappeared, whatever, and I'll deal with that later. But, like, if this cat's got to be too fed or whatever, I don't, like, just go ahead and put her down." About 30 minutes later, he came back out with the cat, and the cat looked like nothing had ever happened to her. Like, she huh. looked brand new. He had ended up putting up just like one wire in her bottom jaw, and, um, and actually never even took her to get the wire pulled out. Like, it never bothered her. Um, and so, uh, but after that, she became like the most hardcore outdoor kitty ever. Like, she wanted to be outside. She was, So next thing you know, she's bringing us mice and birds and she's up in the trees like literally I mean well you see how she is now she <laughs> was not like that but it took her about a week after getting back from surgery and whatever and she was like oh screw that I'm I'm, I'm, I'm meant to be outside whatnot so then <laughs> so I had some catnip plants in the yard for one time That's what I was telling you about the picture she would I would start calling her the hashish and the kitty She'd go get high on catnip and just start running around in the yard killing shit. Oh wow. <laughs> so yeah, she's she's the Hashishian kitty. But she <laughs> one night, hopefully I can find a picture for you. Um, but one night she was out in the backyard, highs all get out on catnip, and there was like where the where the entrance into the woods is backed up that branch to kind of like, goes across it like an archway, she was standing on that, facing back at us, it was like right at dusk, and that's what was weird, it was, she was facing back at us, opposite of where the sun's shining, and her eyes were glowing, like, when you take a picture of something, and eyes are red or yellow, yeah, there's that reflection, yellow, like, and there was nothing reflecting from that angle, it was, (laughs) it was pretty crazy, she's just standing up there, like, what, can I feel you,
0: <laughs> she is like that. She's like this, what? so peaceful and little tiny kitty or whatever. But when she gets on her own,
3: oh. Seriously, I know. There? And what's cool, like even with the squirrels now and the baby chickens, like I mean, she'll bring, she'll kill a bird and bring it to us. She'll kill a mouse and bring it to us. But she knows not to mess with the squirrels already and baby chicks like whenever baby chicks out there they're the size of little birds that she gets she won't mess with them so pretty cool yeah she's always been a really really cool cat she's that's definitely
0: part of the family yeah well thanks for being on the show tonight and let me get that little part and i thought people would find that interesting it yeah, is definitely that's, a,
3: that's her backstory of being here
0: cool little story for her <laughs> <laughs> And she's just uh, kind of a protector looking out for us, bringing this little mice treats sometimes when we wake up. It's her way of saying, oh, hey, I was thinking about you guys.
2: <laughs> I one time woke up and then, and
3: then I saw a,
2: a rat out, outside on the porch and then I gave it to the chickens. One of them just ran off with it and then it disappeared whenever we came back
3: out of the bushes. Oh. I did try to put her in the attic one time to help. Get all the mice and
0: squirrels out of the attic. you not care for that too much. Nope. <laughs> oh. Now we got the rescue squirrels. That's going to be one of our stories next. All right, guys. Thanks for being on here with me. All right. Thanks for all right. No
2: problem. Too disgusting.
0: What do you mean? I wouldn't fucking, like, edit out anything <laughs> too disgusting. But, no. I know. You're good. You're safe. I mean, what would you say, though? would you just talk about? What were you just talking about? Eating a litter box fucking cake?
2: Like, yeah. what the fuck's wrong
0: with you, dude? Saint Becky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real
2: thing. You've never had a litter box birthday cake before. A litter box
0: birthday cake? Well, okay. What the fuck <laughs> is it?
2: So you buy an actual litter box, and you... Put the cake mix in, and it's like um, you crumble up the cake so it looks like cat sand. Yeah. And then and then you melt tipsy rolls and you
3: stretch them out so they look like cat poop.
0: You learned this in Ohio?
3: <laughs> no, at work. Somebody brought one for Halloween one year. This is what teachers then- are
0: doing on their break. They're making kitty box cake
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, oh exactly. i was thinking about you you remind me of a scratchy turd in a fucking cat box
2: yep that's it and then you use the pooper scooper to say to serve the kitty litter cake
0: sounds satanic sounds, good. sounds like out of the bowels of linda blair's poo hole
3: maybe that's where they got it from
0: motherfucker well that was a hell of a fucking show barely made it out of that one alive you can't sue me in civil court though over it I want to thank fucking St. Becky Josh Stoked Wham and Walker for getting on here and being cool as fuck and I want to thank the Twin Goats Phoebe Cates and Stevie Nicks for their ongoing contribution of bushels of fucking butt berries that they leave all around my shit out here on the 33rd Parallel and I just want to leave on this one fucking note that any sufficiently advanced magic is indistinguishable from science go fucking chew on that motherfucker and send me some fucking money at adamairwilliams at gmail.com via Zell so I can smoke the fuck up and keep making these fucking shows. That's my fucking algorithm, motherfucker. 206-666-5847. <laughs> Want well, to thank everybody, man. Keep tuned in. Episode 240-fucking-7. Exorcism with a cat. <laughs> You heard it right here, man, on Underground fucking Cartoon Therapy, motherfucker. What are people saying about Adam Aaron BGED?
1: Yeah, he was a recording genius who invented this gizmo that turns bells into bombs or something. Well, I'll be a ding-dong daddy.
0: Underground Cartoon Therapy.